to another episode of Dear Single Mama Podcast. I am your host and founder, Clarion Brown. What's up? Welcome old friends and welcome new friends. If this is your first time listening to an episode, welcome, welcome, welcome. Make sure you go back all the way down to season one and start from there because I have some amazing episodes for you to listen to. And listen, on today, I have an amazing amazing guest with me. Listen, all of my guests are amazing. I don't care. I'm going to say that about all of my guests because they their testimonies are just amazing. Their stories are amazing. And I just absolutely just love watching them grow and seeing them and seeing God cultivate them in purpose. It's just such a beautiful thing. And so tonight, I have a guest with me, and this is something that is not only near and dear to my heart, but also something that I've personally dealt with myself. And so I'm very passionate about this topic. So tonight on to today, I have with me Brianna. She is 27 years old. She's a single mom who was surrounded by a narcissist. She was raised by a narcissist and then built relationships based off of narcissism. She grew up under the spirit of control and manipulation, and that's how she was groomed to accept as an adult. She aimed to please people more than God or even herself. She had no voice to say what she really wanted because there was a chance of backlash. She used to being told what to say or how to feel, and there was no identity for her. She didn't know who she was. She would get anxiety when making decisions, and she would have second thoughts on every decision because she did not want to make the wrong decision. And that was the mental state that she was in until God stepped in and healed the fragmented little girl in her. Her story, this is her story and her journey of narcissistic relationships. Everybody, please help me give a virtual welcome to Brianna. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. No, no, no. It's such an honor. Thank you for agreeing to even come on to my show. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. Um, And I'm definitely more than honored um, for this opportunity. So we're just going to like dive right in like mm-hmm. narcissism is like such a normalized thing now I don't think people know like what the signs even look like because it's so normalized yeah um I look if you don't understand the the terminology if you're not educated on this personality then you will just be like a regular person like I was, you know, dating and building relationships, thinking that these people are just, you know, um, you know, controlling and, you know, they just have their own issues or whatever. But you don't you don't think to put the term with the personality. You're just thinking, oh, well, he's just not good for me or she's just not good for me. But really, in reality, narcissism is a 
controlling, manipulative, mm-hmm. um, game, uh, mind games. Um, yep. You know, they they it, they keep you in these cycles of like, yep. you know, this emotional roller coaster. And if you're not, um, you know, cautious or even aware of what this is, you're going to find yourself in the same repeated relationships over and over and over again until you're finally like okay something is not right here something is not I can't keep putting myself in this situation again so yeah yep that is absolutely right okay so so Brianna and then you know not only even that you would think that maybe oh they just really care about me it, it, it would even turn into a person saying that, whether male or female, oh, they just really care about me. Oh, they just really love me. Um, yeah. Like if you don't have a sense of um, I, idea of what true love is, you're going to mm. try to, yeah, you're going to view that as love. You're going to view that as what this is what love is because, you know, at one point he was treating me good or she was treating me good. So now, you know, um, now all of a sudden, you know, we hated hard times, but I know deep down he loves me. I know he cares about me because he said he loved me, but Uh we're not looking at what his actions and what his fruit is telling us. Yeah. Ooh, she said a whole word there. What's the fruit? What the fruit says. Okay, so so listen. What was it like growing up with a narcissist? And like, when did you finally come to the terms that I was raised by a narcissist? Um. Well, growing up, it was a lot of like, uh, my mom was going to say like the helicopter mom. Like, you know, I didn't really go out like that until maybe a little older. But, um, you know, I had to stay, you know, the regular, you know, you got to stay in front of the porch, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, that's considered normal. But then inside the home, it was like a lot of body shaming. Um, you know, my mom would, you know, criticize, you know, my body. And mind you, you know, I didn't have any kids yet, but I still had like a little like a little baby pouch I guess like a, uh-huh. you know they call that baby fat <laughs> yeah I had yeah. I had baby fat and um, my mom used to be like mm, I didn't have that growing you know my stomach was flat flat and you know mind you she's talking about my body and her body wasn't slim perfect. you know yeah. yeah it wasn't perfect at all but she was criticizing me and I'm like I'm only in high school like you know, so I started working out excessively, going to the gym, you know, things like that, just so that it would minimize the comments, you know, mm. um, constant criticizing, oh, comparing me and my sister. Um, and then it was like, at one point, she would want to be my friend. So then she would open up to me about, you know, how she feel about this person, how she feel about that. And that was the only time I really could feel close to her because, you know, we were having girl talk, but it was about someone else. It was about putting someone else down or how she felt mm. like this, you know, that kind of thing. So that was the only time, like, gossiping was the only time I could feel close to my mother. Um, and then, you know, just every every stage of my life of me just walking into myself or trying to find myself, um, it was like, she was stifling that process because she wanted me to be like her or to act differently like 
you know, oh, you're too free. You're too free. Comments like that. You're too free. Or, you know, I went through my natural hair journey. I cut all my permed hair off and she hated my natural hair, hated it. Mm-hmm. And um, we had to go to a special event for my grandmother. And she actually told me to go to the store. Actually, she gave me the money to go to the store and buy a wig. She told wow. me I had to wear a wig if and if I was going to go out with her because wow. she didn't like my natural hair. So, which is she funny was. because when I started wearing wigs, like after I had my daughter and everything, she was asked, questioning, why are you wearing wigs? Why aren't you wearing your natural hair? Mm-hmm. What? So now the wig was a problem. <laughs> right. Everything's a problem. Yes. Everything's okay. a problem. Yes. So it was very yeah. like walking on eggshells was um was definitely like just I couldn't say how I felt always mm-hmm. had to say what I thought she would want to hear because mm-hmm. you know she could go from zero to a hundred in a split second um so it was it was really hard um I can't say all of it was bad I can't always you know my mom she she raised me to the best she could and but there was some things that I can honestly say that you know um has caused me to growing up had caused me to have anxiety, um, you know, very insecure, you know, not confident in myself. So, um, but other than that, one thing I can say, she grounded me in church and that's why I, I'm so strongly on the word of God and my faith in God. Mm, my God, that is wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, that, that, so like, if I may ask, what is you all's relationship like today? And has it changed since you um, now have a daughter? Like, like, what does that relationship look like now? Um, so right now we do not speak, um, we, we, you know, go our separate ways. Um, we might speak here and there, um, but it's mainly because of my daughter, but, um, even that has become very minimal. Uh, you know, um, when I had my daughter, my mom was very critical of that. Um, just, you know, everything I did, why are you doing it like that? That's not how you do it. And just wouldn't let me allow me to be a mother. It was like she was watching everything I did just so that she could say something about it. Um, even when I moved out of her house, you know, she was she would call or FaceTime you know, you thinking, oh, she wants to talk to me or she wants to see my daughter. No, she wants to see what, if my house is clean, what's going on, like that nosiness. Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it was always, even though she would present herself as if, you know, she wants, like she cares, her motive was always something else. You know, it was always her motive. Like, yeah, she's showing like, oh, yeah, I'm calling because I want to talk to my granddaughter. But then you're trying to figure out, okay, what is my granddaughter going to say? Like, what information is she going to tell me? Or let's FaceTime. You know, she would try to get her to FaceTime her so then she could see what's going on in the background. Or let me see how you're how well you're keeping your house. Like, Mm. it's always something, you know. And after a while, you just get like, you get fed up. Like, man, like, we can't just be normal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, like, we can't just be normal. Like, you know, every time you call, you don't have to worry about why I got a cup on my on my dresser and not in the kitchen or you know little things like Mm -hmm. that and just nitpicking just trying to find something to say something about 
and I just had to like cut it off at one point just like look I'm done I can't do this anymore you know um when I started going to therapy um it helped that process of being okay that we're not in communication um but I've noticed that since I haven't been in communication I've been at at peace I really Mm -hmm. have yeah yeah man you know and that's so sad that it has to be like that but I think that one of the key things that you said is that really especially for enduring it for so long I mean it really can cause a lot of trauma if you are not careful and it will come out in multiple relationships just not like parental but it will come out in multiple relationships okay so you go from your mom Mm -hmm. to being a narcissist and then you turn around and get into these relationships with narcissists and I'm not I'm not sitting up here blaming you or anything like that I'm Mm -hmm. not saying it in that way Mm -hmm. but do you think that that had something to do with how you were raised as to why you were attracted to those type of um, men are that man absolutely absolutely um you're groomed you're groomed to think how you're raised so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as as she was controlling and manipulating and trying to you know get me to conform to how she wanted me to think or do it prepared me for a narcissist in my relationships Mm. so I was more, Ooh, more likely you're so prepared was, yes it prepared Ouch. me yes so mm. I was more likely to marry a narcissist mm. you know to you know have a child by a narcissist to even have friendships with people who wanted control because mm. I didn't have a sense of boundaries I didn't have a sense of confidence or just simply just to say the word no I didn't have the sense mm-hmm. to even do that because I've. she taught me how to be a yes woman. Yes, yes, yes. That's how she taught me. She taught me to say yes. She taught me to not speak up when I when I should. She taught me to to just dim my light so yours can shine. That's mm-hmm. how she taught me to do that. Um, now, it's and it's crazy because, you know, even though my mom, she would see that I was too nice or she'll say you're oh you're too nice and you just let your friends roll, run over you but in reality she was teaching me how to do that mm. because I mean, my fear so was yeah mm. my fear was that I didn't want to I wanted to be accepted mm-hmm. I wanted to be accepted so if you wanted me to you know, give you a ride. I'm going to give you a ride because I want you to like me. I want you to be my friend. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you no, because then you may not like me anymore. And when you're dealing with a narcissist, when you tell them no, or when you Ooh. put your foot down, oh, man, yes, the true colors really come out for real. And yeah. they, you know, my mom, she would give me the silent treatment. So <laughs> she would give me the silent treatment when she um didn't get her way. So um or she she they make sure they get their way. They gonna they gonna push your buttons until they get it. So yeah, so she groomed me to even accept this behavior. 
So when men wanted to control or manipulate me, I was so naive to it. I was just like, oh, like I thought it was normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was normalcy for me because I'm like, oh, well, I mean, he's telling me how he want to do it and do it like this. And I'm like, OK, yeah, you want me to go over here? OK, yeah, yeah. Wow, man, that was she you said prepare you so i mean i mean like we know that god is bigger than yes. any of this at all i mean but narcissism can really be like man snap you said prepared you not even that is just crazy that's beyond crazy to me and you are exactly right okay so you go through this process and then like so you have your your daughter's um, father. Is he a narcissist? Absolutely. So, so what now, was that like? And yeah, what so is now, it like now? Right. So now I'm co-parenting with a narcissist or trying to anyways. It's almost yeah. impossible. It's yeah. almost impossible. But um, when I met him, um, uh, surprisingly me, my mother actually introduced us together ain't that funny <laughs> and you know um so when I met him you know I met him in the church and he Jesus Brianna, yes stop right there <laughs> in the church mm-hmm. so I don't think people believe that these type of people are in the church Absolutely. and listen I'm look I'm not shaming the church, but this is something that the church does not talk about. There are a Mm -hmm. lot of things that the church doesn't talk about, but having narcissists inside the church, I'm starting to see and hear it become more prevalent than what I would actually like to. And I'm like, snap. Mm -hmm. In the church. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. In the church. No, you're fine. Yes. um, We met. It was during church environment. Um, and he came off very strong, um, but he came off in a way, um, not initially wasn't that he was trying to get with me. It was more so that he wanted to be like a spiritual guidance to me because he's seen my naive, my, uh, me being naive and that I didn't know a whole lot when it came to spiritual, spiritual things. So, um, I was very, like, I was a babe in Christ. Like I didn't really know a whole lot. Even though I grew up in church, it was like that, the terminology, I didn't know nothing about speaking in tongues, none of that. Like I was, you know, so, um, yeah, he he was more, uh, you know, more knowledgeable when it came to that. And at the time, um, you know, I was trying to, uh, I knew there was a calling on my life to do things with women, women empowerment of some sort. Uh-huh. And I wanted to do like a woman's conference. And he actually helped, wanted to help me, you know, start it. So mm-hmm. we was hanging out every day, like every day we was hanging out together and we was, you know, that was the main focus at first. You know, I'm going to help you with this. I'm going to help you with that. And the more I hung out with him, it was like little by little, I started seeing a little like about him. Maybe that wasn't quite lining up with God. But mm. like I said, I, I wasn't strong enough to be like, hmm, question that. It was just, yeah. well, I mean, I'm not perfect. So, I mean, I, you know, it is what it is. Like, so I started to see that. 
then um you know he started bringing me around certain people in his world and you know next thing you know we're hanging out so much that I'm starting to like him like Mm -hmm. okay you know he's starting to like me everything like that then things went from one thing to another you know we started sleeping together at one point Mm -hmm. he introduced me to weed like it was just a whole world that mind you I'm this sheltered girl right yeah didn't know nothing about any any of this and here he is introducing me slowly by you know slowly introducing me to all this and um you know it's still still doing church it was like church church during the day and devil at night (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's literally the life that we lived like just you know doing whatever and long story short I ended up getting pregnant found out that he had a whole nother girl on the other side um just I mean when the moment that I found out pregnant I was pregnant everything just blew up I mean I found out about the other girl my mom ended up finding out I was pregnant and I ended up having to run away from home and my mom wanted me to get an abortion and yeah. it was just so much that happened in that nine months yeah. <laughs> of pregnancy and it's just like wow like God I have to tell of your goodness that you've got me through yes. even that moment that time that time period and I didn't realize he was narcissistic until we tried to co-parent. Mm. it didn't click to me that something wasn't right because a lot of the, th- the a lot of the issues that we had in the beginning was because of families because of you know it was just everybody was upset that I was pregnant and then you know me being in the church so there was drama from that um you know just different things but looking back it wasn't until I was able to look back and say yeah he is because there was times he would leave me in the house by myself to go be with someone else um yeah just all kinds of stuff I mean it was horrible and then um when we tried to co-parent you know um I couldn't ever really confront him about anything I would be like hey you know hey did Maddie eat such and such Madison's my daughter did Madison eat you know such and such McDonald's while she was with you or anything because you know she's a little backed up or anything just simple things and he would get defensive about it um you know he would try to throw things in my face that had nothing to do with what we're talking about I mean and then the constant lying all that and mind you today currently this person is supposed to be a pastor okay he's a functioning pastor and he's given me so much hell just to raise our daughter and um the more I educated myself on narcissism Mm -hmm. I realized that he was he was too a narcissist so but god Yes. You know, I think it's so funny how the enemy really tried to just like set you up like that. Yes. Like, like you go from your mama to your ch- um, daughter's father. Like, yeah, I'm going to set you up real nice. Like, mm-hmm. how he tried it. So, like, through all of that, I mean, that's just amazing. So, how did you overcome and how are you still getting? through it because you know you're are you in counseling because because yeah. I don't want to mm-hmm. assume 
Yes, I am. I, I go to therapy okay. once a week, faithfully. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you know what? And so you know what? I am just loving hearing. I'm sorry. I'm loving hearing black people saying that they're going to counseling. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely loving it. And so what was because I know that you dealt with all of that and I know that, you know, that was a lot, but what was that moment, that epiphany that said, you know what? I really probably should start seeking counseling and really just give this thing to God because there's no way I'm going to make it through the rest of my life and raising my daughter if I don't get the help that I need. Right. Um, I had an anxiety attack. Um, Mm. I had an anxiety attack. I was laying in my bed. And at the time, I don't necessarily what I don't know what triggered it per se, but I remember laying in my bed and I started like panicking. I was overthinking my as a thousand thoughts at a minute, and I'm like, Lord, I don't know. And I just felt the like at my lowest, and I just started panicking, like as if whatever I was dealing with or whatever was triggering me was like the the worst thing ever. Yeah, yeah, like it was overtaking my thoughts. It was overtaking like whether I should live or die. Like it was it was that strong that I was like, why why am I having these problems? Like what is it? And I remember talking to um an associate or a friend and she was like, Have you ever considered counseling? I think you should try she's like, Cause that sounds like trauma it's like if your body is telling you something's not right that's your body telling you that hey so you have something in there that's making you do this there's something that's inside Mm -hmm. of you that's causing these problems and within that same day she told me I called up a counselor I said hey I need to come see you (laughs) yeah and he's like okay well what do you need like what, what what's wrong like and I, I couldn't even tell him what the problem was. I just know I knew something wasn't right. And he was like, okay, well, I think I have an opening today. And I said, I'm there. No problem. Yeah. So within a couple hours, I went through the, my first session. And I've been going ever since. Mm. And it has changed my life. Um, I feel so much free, free to just think and just, I mean, and my relationship with God has grown even closer Uh, he's given me so much clarity each and every time I go uh, I go to a Christian therapist so Mm -hmm. that helps Um, so he gives me so much clarity through my therapist and I know it's the Holy Spirit speaking and I'm just so grateful like uh, I mean I I can't even you know praise God enough but I just like from where I was to where I am today like y'all I mean (laughs) I, nobody can tell my story like I can, but man, I can't even explain what I went through. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so, it's so much that it was so much emotion built up inside of me that my body was like telling me, um, 911, hello, like girl, you need to get yourself situated. Like I was so consumed about who I'm supposed to be dating, who I'm supposed to get married to, that, mm-hmm. you know, I had to really sit down and think about myself and like where all right thank you so much for listening we are going to take a short break and be right back 
All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay, Brianna. So what were you saying before we took a short break? Counseling, um, and it has changed my life. Um, and for anybody who uh, has thought about counseling, do it. Um, yeah. It's so refreshing. I know the first couple of times it was like a release, like someone who just wants to hear what I have to say and, you know, can can just um, encourage me or just give me advice or just not say anything, you know, just to release it and let it out. Yeah. Um, it, it's really it's really healing. It heals um, my, you know, my heart, like it releases all of that that bitterness and unforgiveness all of that um he even gives me advice on or homework throughout the week um different challenges like I had one challenge where I had to say no to at least five people Mm. and as little as that sounds that was a big challenge for me Mm. to tell five people no yeah even if I was capable of doing it right that's a big mm. deal. And um, now, you know, he has me journaling. And um, so I go to counseling every Wednesday. So he just had told me yesterday, he was like, wow, you, you know, from when I first met you, you've made so much progress. You know, you're yeah. doing so well. I can see the freedom on you. I can see wow. the newness on you. And he was like, um, you know, there's still a little bit of work that needs to be done. But he was like, you've come so far. Mm-hmm. so it's so encouraging to to hear that but to to go to counseling it's it's so I mean and it's just like it's almost like taking the time to get a massage or a pedicure or a manicure like you're mm-hmm. taking that's still self-care yeah mm-hmm. you know and it's refreshing absolutely I cannot agree more I remember my first time going to counseling my very very first time now typically you know people they're kind of iffy you try to ease you know your therapist into everything mm-hmm. I can remember my first time going to counseling I literally just broke down mm-hmm. I had been holding in so much for so long I literally just broke down just everything just came wow. out and I'm like whoa like you don't really realize how much is there mm-hmm. until you actually start speaking it out. Right. And then your counselor is giving you feedback and you're like, wait a minute, hold on now. I thought I dealt with this already. Now you're telling me that, oh, I need to rewind and go back and deal with that or deal with this. You know, not in like a negative way, but yeah, it really is. It really is. And I too would encourage anybody listening to this episode if you need that please seek that out please 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 seek that out I mean it's really beautiful I mean there's nothing wrong with Jesus and therapy absolutely nothing wrong we have been so conditioned as a culture not to talk about it and even raised up with the saying whatever goes on in this house stays in this house Mm -hmm. so we were conditioned to keep stuff in and not tell anybody else about it, but it's time that that cycle is broken and that we really begin to deal with these things. So even for me personally, because of that saying, and I'm not saying my parents were wrong, they did the best that they could with what they knew how and mm-hmm. how based off how they were taught. Okay. Yeah. And so, but even with that stigma, 
I had to go back and deal with childhood stuff. Childhood, as, as a grown woman, I had to go back and deal with stuff that happened in my childhood because I had been holding that stuff in all my childhood years and even bringing it into my adulthood. And so I wanted to read this off. Um, this is from WebMD. Mm-hmm. And it talks about emotional trauma that trauma is something so WebMD, this is um Web um is medical doctors giving um medical advice or mm-hmm. they're doing blogs and articles. So it's very um credible. It says that it is also normal for the body to react in physical ways from trauma. You feel jumpy, you sleep poorly, nightmares, flashbacks, headaches, stomach, um, stomach pains, well, same thing as upset stomach, mm. muscle tension, fatigue, and it even goes on to say about as far as now, if you remember learning this in school about the fight or flight response where mm-hmm. your body would just do this shutdown to mm-hmm. conserve energy. I mean, all of these things are from trauma and it even goes into talking about the long-term effects of trauma are more things like the irritable bowel syndrome, chronic pain, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome. I mean, I'm talking about like the list goes on. That's just naming a few, but guys really, really just, I mean, if you know that you dealt with some trauma, let's please stop holding this stuff in. We cannot be able to do, not say, I'm sorry, let me not say that you can, but you can't really fully walk into the purpose God has called you to do or to walk in if it doesn't start with you. So many of the times, and I've heard so many pastors say this before, I go through things in order to bring you a word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's the same way and I'm not saying that God can't use you he can still use you but it's very important that you take care of you and really really deal with those things whether it may be trauma from childhood a relationship whatever it may be you really need to deal with those things I mean because mm-hmm. it's serious it doesn't just have a short term effect like you just heard me say Trauma can have a long-term effect on you. Like, mm-hmm. seriously. So really, really, really take it seriously. So, Brianna, you know, this was just, it was so beautiful and it's so amazing to hear your story. And I know that you um, have just recently launched something big, something new. So can you just um, tell the people how they can reach out to you, how they can um, be able to get into the new that you have going on? I don't want to say it. I'm going to let you share it. Share that with the people, please. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for even asking. Um, uh-huh. So um, I have a Women of Divinity So Women of Divinity is actually helping women to overcome narcissistic relationships or um, abuse. And I developed a mentorship program 
for people who want to be mentored to overcome these type of people. Um, I have a five-day challenge for people who may just want to get a taste of what the mentorship would be like. So it's just a five-day, um, consistent five-day with me. And we would pray, journal, um, you know, encourage word, words of affirmation um, and a few one-on-ones with me just to talk about what it is you're going through and how we can overcome. And then with my mentorship, program we go in depth and we get down to the nitty-gritty and that's six weeks um, mm-hmm. program of just intensive prayer intensive um, education because I want you guys to walk away with the education so that you won't go in this relationship again or get yes. into yeah fall in that trap again so um, I have the education piece the journaling the affirmations the the intensive prayer breaking those things off of you um, because mm-hmm. even when you decide to walk away from these people walking away back. not only that but walking away is not even good enough you have mm-hmm. to be delivered from these people so Ooh. deliverance has to take place from your mind from your body and soul from like you're you have to hope, go through intensive deliverance just to break free from this because even when I separated myself, the mental torment was still there. Mm-hmm. The the broken record of, oh, you're not good and you can't, you can't do this, or you know, that's not how I would want you to do it. That constant reminder in your mind that even if they're not with you, they're still with you in your mind. So even breaking those strongholds in your mind that has to be broken off because at the end of the day that control and manipulation is witchcraft so Mm -hmm. we have to break we have to break that off so that's that's what we're doing in our six weeks um and if you're on clubhouse starting in october i will be doing uh i have a women of divinity club so you could become a member you can become a member on Clubhouse and join in every Tuesday and Thursday at 11 a.m. And we'll be talking different topics. Um, you'll hear other people's stories, of course, you know, invite people to um, the Clubhouse room to share their story. And I'll be giving out um, my testimony and my co-host's um, Shantier Johnson. She's also a single mother who's dealt with narcissistic relationships. So mm-hmm. um, we will be team tagging and just developing different topics that we can share with everybody and just be able to um, just have a uh, almost like a panel or, you know, a group discussion on what it is, how we can overcome and what to do next. Um, and everything that I do is Christ centered. So I make sure that um, not only are we being able to tell what we've done, what we've been through, but how we can overcome and how God is the one who's the healer of all, of it all. So <clears throat> that that's that's my spill with everything I have going on. Um, and I, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Women of Divinity um, on Instagram. Um, everything's on my Instagram, my my website, everything that you need um, from me. So yeah. Wow! Listen, y'all, that is so. So I mean that's just amazing. Look, y'all better join this mentorship. 
sis over here talking about deliverance and I think that that is the key so I mean it's not enough just to talk about it but you really have to break those things off of you because yes. you were under like she said it's the witchcraft you were under manipulation control things like that those things have to literally be completely broken off of you and I know even personally coming from a personal perspective that is key if you don't break that you will always go back when they reach out or you mm-hmm. will always find yourself reaching out and because you still have that stronghold because you still have that that manipulation and that control over you to still respond or reach back out to them I know that personally and so that is very very key so if you miss any of that, all of her information will be inside the show notes, her Instagram, Clubhouse information, her website, all of that will be on the um, in the show notes as well for you to also contact her. Also, starting now, we're going to be doing some polls in the podcast so you guys get to interact with me. You guys get to interact with the guests more often now. And so make sure you guys um subscribe leave a review make sure you answer the questions answer the poll that's going to be below in this podcast episode i am clarion brown your host if you guys want to reach out to me you can find me on instagram and facebook at dear single mama podcast that's m-o-m-m-a i know sometimes i've seen it spelled with the a but it's m-o-m-m-a Dear Single Mama Podcast. We are also on Facebook now. Woohoo! Now, super excited about that and the growth that's going to come from that. So, and also, you guys can reach me if you guys want to be a potential guest. You have some topics that you even want to hear about. You can reach out to me at www.dearsinglemama.com. And again, all of this information will be in the show notes if you have missed anything. Also, I definitely want to share this. We, me and Brianna weren't able to go into it, but last year, um, almost now, about a year ago, December 20th, I had a Miss Kimberly Weeks on my show. Now, she actually was married to a narcissist and ended up getting out of that. She dives deep into recognizing the different symptoms and the different characteristics, not symptoms, the different characteristics of a narcissist. So if you think just by even just hearing Brianna's story, I may be involved with the narcissist. Make sure you guys go back and check out that episode. We weren't able to dive deep into that part, but it goes back with Miss Kimberly Weeks and that's from December 7th. 2020. I keep bringing this up in my podcast because it's so prevalent in the community and even in the church. It's sad to say, but it's so prevalent and it's something that has personally happened to me and also because I'm seeing it becoming too normalized and I don't like it. I don't like when the enemy tries to do stuff like this. I don't like anything that the enemy does. And so I want to bring this about even more. And he's going to be mad, but that's okay because he got the right one. And that's okay. So with that being said, thank you so much, Brianna. It was such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for being thank vulnerable you. and transparent and just even with sharing your story. I'm not sure if you've shared your story before, but I definitely appreciate it And I don't um, take it lightly at all. 
Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed myself and maybe I'll come back. I mean, we could talk about something else, you know? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Because we are both single mothers temporarily. Mm-hmm. So yes, absolutely. Yes. I would absolutely love to discuss that. So I'm just going to pray us out mm-hmm. and um, we'll um, end there. So yes. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this connection. Almighty God, I thank you that for the lives and for the ears that are going to hear this episode, God. May you touch them in places that have never been touched, Almighty God. Even provide comfort where they need comfort, Almighty God. Wrap your loving arms around them. For that young lady, for that young man, even so, that may be listening to this episode and they just have no clue what to do. They are lost. God, just touch them even where they are. No matter where they are listening to this episode, just touch them with your presence, with your loving, sweet presence right now in the mighty name of Jesus, God. As you continue to do a work in Brianna, Almighty God, I plead the blood of Jesus over her, over her mentorship program, or even over her daughter, Almighty God. And I rebuke every devourer of the enemy over their lives and over their destinies. No demon, no sin, no demonic attack shall prosper over her life, over her daughter's life right now in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, for she is safe. I send your angels of protection to protect them as she walks and fulfill your purpose that you have called her to do right now in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. So I plead the blood of Jesus over her. I speak a blessing over her, over her businesses, almighty God. May she impact lives all over the world, all over the nation right now in the mighty name of Jesus, all because of her obedience may you bless her because of her obedience may her daughter not go through anything she went through because she decided to be obedient may she rise up a level and may her daughter even serve you all the days of her life right now in the mighty name of jesus in jesus name i pray amen 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 Amen. all right you guys so that's been another episode of dear single mama podcast make sure you subscribe leave a review and share this with your girlfriends y'all get together i know how y'all do y'all get together instead of gossiping and talking y'all get together and listen to a podcast episode that is my episode and i am out peace